So if you go to college in Georgia, you're going to end up listening to a certain amount of country music. And when I was a freshman in college in Atlanta, Georgia, there was a certain song that was all over the radio. It was by the singer Kenny Rogers, who is the same one that was famous back in the 70s for that song, The Gambler, about how you've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. But this was towards the end of Kenny Rogers' career. He was 61, and it made him the oldest singer ever to hit number one on the Billboard Top Country chart. The song was called Buy Me a Rose, and it was a nostalgic ballad about a husband and a wife, and the husband works hard to give his wife everything he thinks she wants. A three-car garage, credit cards, expensive presents, and so he works all the time, and he's never home. And in the chorus, what we hear is his wife's longing, because what she really wants is not the expensive presents, it's him. And so she says, buy me a rose, call me from work, show me you love me by the look in your eyes. And over three or four verses, they grow farther apart over the years until the bridge near the end of the song, when we get the big reveal. The husband is the narrator of the song. It's Kenny. And in the last verse, he realizes his mistake, leaves work early to go buy her a rose, and go start trying to make amends for all those years of lost time. It's really a classic country ballad. It's a little on the corny side, but it's sweet and poignant. And it gets at how easy it is to put something in the place of a relationship. Even with the ones we love the most, and even when what we think we are doing is trying to nurture the relationship. How easy it is to try to do something to please the one we love when really what the one we love wants is not our presence, not our demonstrations of lavish sacrifice. What they want is us. Maybe not our presence so much as our presence, our physical presence, our emotional presence, our faithfulness. Today we heard a famous passage from the prophet Micah about how we do that with God. And Micah asks rhetorically, with what shall I come before the Lord? What should I bring to God? Should I bring a whole burnt sacrifice? Something costly to burn on God's altar? Maybe a calf? And the passage starts there, but then escalates quickly into wild exaggeration. What if I bring not just one animal? What about a few thousand rams? 10,000 rivers of oil? Maybe that would be enough to show my dedication to God. Maybe I should even resort to human sacrifice. Surely there could be nothing more costly than that. And then God speaks. 
Do you think I need all those things? Would you really like to please me? Because I have told you what I really want. All through the scriptures, through the law and the prophets, I have told you what is good and what I need from you. It's a famous verse. It's one I learned as a song in Sunday school as a child. God has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require from you but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? Just three things. But they really aren't things. They are our whole selves. Do justice. Love mercy. Walk humbly with God. And those first two are more or less about our relationship with each other. Justice and mercy. Two things that need each other. Because justice without mercy is severe, and mercy without justice is indulgence. Justice and mercy, how we are with each other. And then our relationship with God, walking humbly with the living God. But really, you can't separate them out because we can't be in relationship with God without being in relationship with each other. Today is the day that we celebrate our annual parish meeting. It's a time when we take stock of the year that has been in 2022 and we seek to listen together to where God is calling us in 2023. And as we do this, we couldn't have a better lens through which to look at the life of our congregation than these three things that God asks from us. Are we doing justice? Are we loving mercy? Are we walking humbly with God? Whatever we do in the life of our church, is it growing us in these three things? Every aspect of our life together, from our worship, to the classes that we do together, to our fellowship meals and our coffee hours, to our open table breakfast that we serve every Sunday, to our bookstore, our bridge club, individual fellowships and friendships that spring up over coffee or in the courtyard, the hand squeezed in a visit by a hospital bed, big and small formal programs and informal aspects of the culture of our congregation. We can ask about all of it, that simple question, is it working to form us as a community who are growing in justice, growing in mercy, and growing in our capacity to walk humbly with God. I believe that healthy congregations are one of the most powerful and one of the most underrated forces for transformation that exists in the world. Healthy congregations matter. It can be easy to lose sight of that when we look at the need and the sorrow of our world. Here in our country right now, we are still grieving two brutal shootings among our Asian American community right here in California. 
And here in this country, we are reeling from the vicious images of police brutality against Tyree Nichols earlier this month in Memphis. Acts of profound injustice, acts carried out without mercy, acts that highlight to us just how deep is our hunger and our need for justice and for mercy. These are the latest incidents of so many that manifest our society's complex, intertwined legacies of injustice around race, around guns, around policing. A legacy developed over centuries upon centuries. And that we in our time are called to do our part, to work to undo. And meanwhile, these particular sicknesses of our place and our time, of course, are set against the ongoing backdrop of war in Ukraine, of climate crisis, all the other too familiar needs and sorrows of God's beautiful and beloved world. And it would be reasonable once in a while to get discouraged and throw up our hands and say, you want to do church in a time like this? You want to go sit in a pretty building and sing songs and do ancient liturgies? You want to have picnics and potlucks and bridge club? And we might be tempted to think we should close up the institution and get out there and do justice and love mercy without the buildings and without the vision plans and the vestry meetings and all the baggage and trappings. And indeed, if what we are doing here on Sundays or on other days is about putting on a pretty show for God, then we should. If it's about giving God a present, then we should. Because God doesn't need our presence. And if it's about putting on a pretty show to entertain ourselves, then we absolutely should. And yet, I believe in healthy congregations. And I believe that although our hearts are in the right place, we make a mistake when we pit worship against justice or community life against outreach. Because these are all manifestations of a life in pursuit of the living God. Because true worship does justice. And true fellowship does mercy. If our liturgies are true encounters with God's word and God's grace in the sacraments, then they will transform us to do justice in our lives and they will themselves be acts of justice. Events of God's justice breaking in into the world, even for just a glimpse. If when we come together to do actions of service and advocacy, if we do them in ways that are shaped deeply by prayer and scripture, they will soften hearts and win allies. And if our potlucks and picnics and all the rest of our fellowship life nourishes our members and our guests and strangers alike with full bellies and warm hearts, they will grow us and our guests and our strangers 
into disciples who are agents of hospitality in the world. So today, may we take stock of ourselves and our life in the light of Micah's call, which is God's. God has shown us already what is good. May we be a congregation who thirsts for justice, who longs for mercy, and who gathers in more and more of God's beloved to walk humbly with God hand in hand.